0: Hey there, this is From Dude to Dad, I'm Brian Laurel. And I'm Chris Pagula. We're here today to talk about your child's personality, their budding personality from when they're just a tiny child as they're starting to grow, the um, different things you may be experiencing as a parent or will experience as a parent, and then how as a parent to either cultivate or help kind of steer, and we're not suggesting that you make your child be a certain way by any means, or that they need to be a carbon copy of you, but there are things um, that um, you're just going to notice as your child um, blossoms, that they have certain ways about them, and some of them may be surprising to you.
1: You know, Brian, did you think that the personality of your child like have you paid attention to when your daughters were born and even the way they came out of your wife and that first moment because that captured the personality of each of my three children like really clearly oh yeah like i remember my first son he came out and he was just like what the hell why is it so bright in here and cold and he was screaming Uh. you know and he was put me back in there you know that's his reaction it's exactly who he is he's like don't mess with me you know (laughs) my daughter she was you know she's a feisty one and she was born you know a month early so she had lungs that were still developed but she was just like so that's that's her energy and then the youngest was just like i'm here what's up quiet as can be you know and it's like that's kind of who they are personality wise it's interesting
0: I'm trying to think. So so my oldest that's five now, when she was born, I mean, you know, of course, when your child is born, they they say you want to hear crying. That's a good thing. That means that they're breathing okay and they're able to get their air into their lungs and everything. Um, and so, yes, Alessandra was screaming her head off, and which I was just pleased by because, I had read that you know oh well if there's no crying then you and then uh our second daughter she yeah she she's she cried a little bit but not as much and now that you mention it i mean i've never really thought bef- about it before right now but yeah i'd say that's pretty in line with uh with their personalities i think my my youngest is a little bit more chill and and uh alessandra is definitely more um outgoing and very uh d- super talkative and likes things right, her right. way so um, yeah, that makes I. I well,
1: it's interesting just to like you know if you so, think yeah. back and you look at it. I mean, that essence is is there, you know, of who they are, and so it'll be interesting then, you know, like what our topic is to see them develop and how to assist them through that developmental stage. Like you know, as babies go through different stages, even say stranger anxiety. You know, um, if you're working on you and your wife trying to get alone time, and you have somebody helping you out, whether it's a nanny, grandparent, or you know, friend, Um, there is a certain stage that babies all of a sudden develop where it's like stranger anxiety where they don't want to be left alone from mom or dad. And that could be really challenging because emotionally, you don't want to have your baby suffer. You feel like, oh, I can't let this baby go and cry because the pain is too hard for you. And if mom is breastfeeding, it can start lactation happening or whatever. Um, But it's, it's something I think important to sort of Experience and kind of work through to be able to develop that independence for your baby and you, so that you're not being dependent totally upon one another, um, because you've got your you know other kids in the house if there are there other children and your partner to deal with, and then your social life if that's important to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you don't. I mean, bottom line is you don't want. This child, while they're, they may be the center of your universe, they are not running the universe. And so, you, um, with with our kids, we, you know, and you may even experience even beyond, um, and we'll get to this in just a second of like leaving your child with relatives or a babysitter or whatever, but you may also experience some preference towards one or uh, one of the, the parents and usually it's the mother because the mother's feeding them and they're born with them they're used to the scent and everything so there are many people that I know that their child at the beginning didn't really take to dad and I mean they were they were fine but when it came to being fussy and needed needing to be soothed or calmed that was kind of, it, mom was the magic sauce. You know, she was the one that was able to uh, to do that. And, and you know, nine times out of ten, it's probably because she's breastfeeding and that's uh, that provides the comfort. But, yeah, with, with my kids, I mean, with, with Alessandra, never had an issue leaving her with, like, the grandparents. And we would go somewhere even when she was, and I'm trying to think how old she was when we first did our first, like, night away or a weekend away. I want to say she was probably about six or seven months old, but never once had an issue with her, with my youngest, with Lily, we on three separate occasions attempted to have a date night. And on each one of those occasions, I mean, we had multiple times, but the, the first three times our youngest was not having it. It didn't matter who, which, you know, set of grandparents we left her with. She, and so in all three cases, we turned around, and we got her, and we're like, we're still having yeah. this freaking date night, and
1: she can sit here, but and that, see, whatever, that, but, but we are not. But that's we a good choice not, as a parent, So you know, because you're 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 taking care of your child's needs, you're taking care of your needs, um, and your relationship needs, so I was just going to say, you know, we did that in the beginning, especially as a new parent, we took our first child with us everywhere, you know, we were like, we're not going to interfere our life with this, but then when you have two kids, it becomes more challenging, because you don't want to be chasing one while the other one's there, that oh, yeah. that, you know, so... So, yeah,
0: so that, that, um, and, and after those first few times, and that was over the course of a few months, she just kind of was like, oh, okay, well, older sister is fine and is smiling and having fun with grandparents. So, I guess that's kind of what I should be doing too. But what if you have just one child? You know, how, do, how do you overcome that? And I think part of the, unfortunately or fortunately however you want to look at it part of the way a uh, part of how you get over that or get your child to to work through that is not appeasing them to the point where it's like oh well i guess we can just never go anywhere or we can just never leave the child anywhere and the and the person you're leaving them with also you know is you know most likely going to be a family member at the onset but They need to be understanding of like, you know, of course you don't want to leave them for eight hours with a screaming child, but maybe you say, okay, we're going to go to dinner. It's just right down the street. We're five minutes away. If she's crying for 10, 15, 20 minutes, let's try to work through that. But if we're coming up on a half hour and the child is just inconsolable, then give us a call and we'll we'll, we'll come back. Um, But I do think you need to kind of baby step it and get to a point where, we're gone for an hour. Now we're gone for a couple of hours because we're going to go see a movie, and we're going to be gone for. And they'll get used to it. It may not yeah, feel that and, way, and but they will get used. You to
1: it. will eventually, as painful as it can be, too. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's almost the harder <laughs> that's, part. That's you know, the other part that, of it. Yeah. Can you deal with being away? You know, and focus and enjoy your evening. I mean, it may be that your first night out sucks emotionally because you're just torn, and um, you know, or maybe. You feel like a yeah, crappy parent yeah. or something. Or that, you're, or that you don't even, aren't successful with your evening because it's just too hard and you go back and you try again. But, you know, it, it's it's just something, what's what's important though is to to realize too for your own sa- self is to not be frustrated, angry, and resentful of your child you know, because they're just this new being that is just struggling and needs what they want. So that's the only thing they need to do, need to know, or only thing they know how to do is cry to get what they want. But, um, it's, it's just gonna, you know, it'll set your schedule back, especially, you know, getting back into the routine, going back to work. You're probably going to be later than normal, (laughs) you know, those extra diaper changes come up. But like, if, if you're trying to get, you know, switch the baby off to the, um, Caregiver, while you're both trying to get out of the house, it's just going to mean more time. So you got to allow for that. You know, start your day later and allow for meetings. Give yourself like a half hour window. You know, for uh, potential delays because of of this specific issue. So as the child gets
0: older, you get into the toddler years, and they get kind of used to uh, to family. But one thing that um, I have. Um, experienced and have witnessed with other children is clearly the older anyone gets, the more their personality develops, and so you will find yourself with, you know, my my oldest is super talkative; she will talk to anybody that has a heartbeat and <laughs> that has to a her. Heartbeat. Actually, I'm convinced she would probably talk to inanimate objects. Probably right. the heartbeat is not a prerequisite in her in her book. She's talking and to then, statues. Um, and my youngest daughter is not shy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. My youngest isn't shy at all. She's kind of followed her older sister's um lead and she'll talk to people and as uh, she's working on her vocabulary, but there are a lot of of kids that aren't that way. They're they're more shy. They they have a hard time um, you know, talking to other kids and and you know, forget talking to other adults. They Um, So you are, if you already have children, you're you're aware of your child's personality, and again, we're not suggesting you make your child be a certain way, but let's just say they are painfully shy. What are some things you can do to help them be social because if they're starting preschool— and they're around other kids but they're not talking to them because they're either a not used to being around kids or they're just haven't been around a lot of people and especially if you've if you have a really young kid and you, you know we're at the tail end of, of COVID it's looking like here your child probably has not been if, if you don't have other children your child has not been around a lot of other children and so for the past you know 16 months you're 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 child's kind of out of practice and if they're at that right age where they are getting ready to head into preschool you may find that your child is just as uh, not really super confident with themselves or maybe aren't they're not as communicative as you would like for them to be because they just haven't had that practice and one thing that that Chris and I want to keep you know remind you of is you know, we all like to think we look at our child like, oh, yeah, that's me or, oh, yeah, that's totally my wife. And there is some truth in that, but they also have their own personality. It's not all you. So if your child is a certain way, whether they're super shy and maybe, you know, your wife is, you know, super introverted or whatever, it's nobody's quote unquote fault that a child is a certain way. Um it's look look at your home and look at how you're bringing them up and look at what you're expecting of them as they grow up. Like for me, and I'll shut up here in a second, uh, Kristen, you can interject, but for us, when our kids got to the point where they were old enough to speak, when we would go to restaurants, when it came time to order, we would tell them, okay, tell the gentleman or tell, you know, tell the woman what you would like to eat. And with Alessandra, there really was never, ever an issue. She never like cowered away or didn't want to. Um, Lily... Uh, we we haven't really been because she's really we've been here at COVID for most of her talking year or talking months so far. But when we're with family, we tell her to you know ask for something, and she says please and thank you. And she's getting more confident. But we encourage that interaction with other adults so they feel comfortable, and then of course that will you know, you know translate to I other think kids the big well. lesson
1: from what you just explained is having the patience. patience to go through what your child is going through and to let them go through it. Because I think about myself as a kid and, you know, before going to um, kindergarten, I grew up in Catholic school, so uh, I had to go to church every morning and it used to drive me nuts. We had to be there at like 7 Mm -hmm. or 7.30 and you were supposed to sit with your grade, so you had to go to a pew separate and I never wanted to do that. My other siblings would and, you know, there were at that time five of us. And they all went and did their own thing, but not me. I was like grabbing onto my dad's hand. I was not letting go. And you know, you're what, kindergarten, four or five. And I would just cry, cry. No, I want to sit by you, sit by you. So I wouldn't go up there. I would sit by him. And then I never wanted to go to school, you know, and I cried and screamed. And I'm right. surprised I ever went to school in general. But, um, but you know, my dad, I got to say, he was patient. He had to deal with it. Although I do recall, I may have mentioned this in other episodes, how... You know, he would just, I can feel his frustration because when I would cry, his hand would get tighter around my hand and I could just feel it like, yes, it <laughs> crushed. Like, You're a child, just feel like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know? But he was great. He dealt with it. God, I got to say, he never got angry at me. And, you know, eventually I grew out of it last year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Only took only it, 40, to, only took a, a year or two to, 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 but the you know the the thing is is like when when you when your child is going into school obviously you want them to feel comfortable talking to their their peers, their classmates, you want them to feel comfortable uh going to uh the teacher and you know for good things or bad things if they're being picked on or they need to use the restroom or the, what they they need to feel comfortable uh with with other people and i i caution parents um, from, yes, from shaming their children. Like, you know, if, if your child is, and, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm picking on kids that are shy, but that for me is a foreign thing for me. So I, I, I would suggest that if your child is a way, let's say that you would not prefer, and I don't know what that is. And that could also be, you know, being super talkative. I mean, there's plenty of, of parents if they were the parent of my oldest they would probably like want to you know jam their <laughs> thumbs in their ears and just like you know just please stop talking but the uh, the the thing is like I, I know for us we are going to eventually need to have a conversation with our 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 uh, our oldest about stranger danger because she does talk to everybody and you know she's just at that age and it's that you toe that line of like you know, you want them to have that that innocence and that that beautiful view of the world for as long as possible, but you also want them to be prepared. And we need—I know it's coming—that we need to have that conversation soon with her. That just because someone has a smile on their face and they're willing to talk to you, that doesn't mean that you should talk to them. Um, but again, that's. That's probably, uh, that's probably right. another episode. stranger danger. That'll be another episode. But the, um, you know, going back to not wanting to pick on, on children that are shy or quiet, it's, you know, it's part of that is the environment, you know, is, is you, is your home? Take a kind of a quick inventory of the vibe in your house. You know, are, are you an authoritative husband and an authoritative dad? And are, is there a little bit of fear there? You know, how do you discipline do you plus discipline with, um, you know, with a heavy hand or with a heavy voice? And are you instilling fear? And so if you find yourself where you are looking at your child and you're like, you know, why aren't you talking? Why aren't you speaking? Why aren't you, you know, take a look at yourself, man. You know, I mean, really, and that's what we're here for is to, I mean, we're addressing you as the dad, as the head of the household. Um, you know, what what are you doing that may be swaying or forming yeah their personality and if they're afraid to talk if they're afraid to do anything if they you know drop a crayon on the floor and you lose your shit you know if it, a lot of this comes from from you and i'm not saying it's, it's always because of you but you need to take a look at the way you are the way that your wife may be i mean you may be as nice as can be maybe your wife is hot hothead or maybe you know there's just no room for error
1: in your home you know take a look at at how you are acting and yeah, how that I may mean, be impacting of course your being an example is what you you and your partner are going to be for your children so it's really important but you know brian you just reminding me of a uh, of God uh, going back about 10 years when I had this one guy working for me um, at, at my work, he didn't come into work one day and his mom called in sick for him. And, you know, he was in his 20s. And so I said <laughs> okay. to his mom right then and there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I'm so sorry I have to do this, but I'm going to have to let your son go because you're calling in for him. He's got to do that. You know, like he's the adult. So, you know, I'm sorry. And she was a close friend of mine. Like it was awkward, but you know, she, she, she still thanks me to this day. She's like, you yeah. fired him for that, but it was kinda like wow. it, well, Man, kind of like, well, but there were other things, boss. but that was just kind of the final straw. But, um, oh, okay. you know, it, it made gotcha. me, you know, it was reflecting back yesterday. My wife and I were talking about it because she made a call on behalf of my, our son, who's 21 about an internship just to find out some information about it. And I'm like, babe, I would have fired you. I would have had the, him fired, you know It's like he's old enough. you know, <laughs> these kids are old enough. they've got to start doing shit for themselves because you know that's how they learn. So yeah. you know, that's a fast forward to you know, an adult. but you gotta start setting um, the example early on and give yourself time and patience. And remember, these are like new beings. they're developing. They're learning how to deal in this environment that they've been, you know, forced into. Um, you know, from their previous mm-hmm. digs. So, you know, it's just, uh, it'd be interesting to hear if there's any dads out there that have a conflict or, or a struggle with this specifically. And, um, you know, they just have done everything and can't figure it out. Um, I'd love to hear if we could potentially solve that issue for them. So if there is a dad out there, click on that little uh, microphone so that we can uh, hear your issue and address it. It'd be great because other dads would, I'm sure, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, dudetodadshow.com, oh, yeah. lower right corner, there's that. a little microphone icon, tap on that, and you can uh, leave us a message, I know we've been saying that a lot, and uh, but we just love uh, hearing from you all, but that is a good point, Chris, I mean, when I remember when I was about 11, and I was, was I 11, yeah, I was about 11, and I think one of the Star Wars movies had just come out, I'm dating myself, but... Um, I wanted to, you know, I was all into the, to the action figures and everything. And I went to my mom one day and I just said, Hey, can you call this particular toy store that we went to? Lionel Playworld was the name of it. And, um, I'm like, can you call them and see it? And she's like, well, you can call them. And she's like, go get the phone book and look it up and call them. And so I remember the first time I was just petrified And I'm an outgoing kid, but I was like petrified that because this was like, right, this is like a business thing. And I'm calling a business and someone that's professional. And, you know, I'm sure I was talking to some (laughs) 16 year old punk kid, but in my mind at the time I was talking to this grown adult. And from that point on, I'm like, I had no problem. And then they did the same with my sister. And so to your point, you know, calling and getting information when your kids get to be a certain age, and this has to do with responsibilities and I'd like to say this is a different episode, but it's really not. It I mean, all, all goes this, intertwined. This is the. Really. This is how it it is. I mean, when you're you know, your child is 16 years old and they need to go to the dentist, we'll tell them to. Get on the phone and make an appointment. And uh, you know, kids are old. You know, old enough at that point to, you know, you know, you may need to remind them to do it, but they can call. They can make an appointment. They can put it on the calendar. They can remember to to do that if they need to do something for school. If they need to, um, you know, they want to call about a job or they need to, you know, apply for something like like. There's a certain point, and I don't, you know, there's no magic number, but I. I believe that when you get into your teen years, you're old enough to start doing a lot of the stuff for yourself as a kid. And so the, the, I would suggest like Chris was just suggesting, you know, you, you don't, Mom, mom, and dad don't need to be making calls for you for everything. Like this is, you know, this is teaching you not just communication skills, but just being responsible and feeling independent and and kind of a little bit of self reliant. I mean, when I was twelve, I st- well, actually, when I was eleven, oh, I started doing don't my own get laundry. Me started we can and the use way that that, in that our worked house is here. is. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> my my room was on the far side of the house. All the other bedrooms were on the other side of the house. This bedroom, which was meant to be a guest bedroom, but you know, that was my bedroom. I was on the other side of the house by myself, which was right next to the laundry room. And I remember one night I was going to bed and I had my favorite shirt and it was dirty and I wanted to wa- I wanted to wear it to school the next day. So I got up and I did it. And that just started me on I just did my own laundry. And I, you know, there were a few exceptions, but for the most part, from that point on I did my own laundry. I folded it. I washed it. I dried it. I folded it, and that is again, you know, responsibilities. And we 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 talked in another episode about you know about allowances and stuff. But all this stuff is intertwined. It's this big web of things that help shape your child, and it really, frankly, starts with you. You know, what are your what are your expectations? Are are you okay if your child is, excuse me, isn't speaking to other adults? Are you okay with that if they're kind of cold to other kids or don't really interact with other kids? Are you okay with that if if you're at a restaurant and they won't look, you know, the server in the eye and order? Are you okay with that or if they're, you know, 17 years old and you're still making all their appointments for them and you're, ha- you know, handling everything? Are you okay with that? I mean, think think about the type of child you want to be and to Chris's point you well, know of you know, mo- like
1: every moment is a teaching moment so once your child is born patience and um <clears throat> you know patience and teaching um, and being an example so i think you know we kind of uh set the tone and 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 should uh, maybe uh, end this session here brian since um you know we've got some uh, good tips out there but uh, again if anyone has any conversation that they want to have with us on our show, please uh, click on that little microphone. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we hope you'll check out our next episode of From Dude to Dad.